0: Good morning, Um, or afternoon, or evening, whatever you're listening to this. So, we have a lot to cover today. I think we might need to actually break this up into two episodes. We are going to talk Paul. There's a lot to cover here, and it can certainly be confusing. Um... So grab your coffee grab your bible if you want to look up some of these verses because don't take my word for it i want you to go to the bible so i guess we need to lay down some foundational things here that i want to cover as we talk about specifically romans and galatians i think we'll cover romans today Some of the things we have to cover are in the New Testament. When we talk about walking as Christ walks, when we talk about wanting to be an Acts two church, when we talk about wanting, like following the way that the apostles walked. What we have to realize, which I think we, at least I, have been deceived from is that all of these New Testament people, characters, walked in the law. They followed the law. So the commandments of God and Moses. They all did it. (laughs) And somehow that is forgotten about. So yes, absolutely. We are going to be talking about the law. We're going to be unpacking some of these things. and. Some of you may cringe as you hear that. As you hear the word law, if you're anything like me, whenever I heard it, I heard it as a bad thing because what we don't really differentiate as we're reading, especially the English versions of the Bible, is it talks about law, law, law in the New Testament. However, it does not differentiate between the different types of law. And we we do have to realize that there's different types. So there's God's law god and moses um or the torah um which torah is also law I think it just translates to that and then there is the law of man which is actually what the pharisees were following and why jesus was so offensive to them was again what i didn't know is that Jewish people in the day they had um, many different extra books of law that they had to follow and that the Pharisees specifically followed and enforced and so these were all man-made laws that were in addition to the Mosaic Law and they were they were very oppressive and they could be bondage and um, they would get hung up on it But things like, you should have no pleasure on the Sabbath. And that's just not in the Mosaic Law. Those are extra laws. So when Jesus came and he picked the wheat or he healed people on the Sabbath and they, you know, condemned him for it and said, why are you going against the law? What he was actually going against was the law of man, not actually the law of Moses. So that needs to be differentiated. He opposed the law of man and he came to take that down because it was oppressive but he did not oppose the law of god or the mosaic law because in fact if he had done that he would have been considered a false prophet in deuteronomy 13 god is very clear on who should be considered a false prophet um, 12 and 13 but if anybody teaches to go against the commands or takes away or adds to it they would be considered a false prophet so when Jesus came nobody would have listened to him if he opposed the law of God because right away that would have been a red flag everybody would have known the Old Testament um, the, the apostles they would have memorized it like this is something that they knew and yeah, just right away, his red flag, he would have been a false prophet if he opposed the law of God. So, on that topic of them all knowing the Old Testament, we also have to realize that in the New Testament, when they're talking about the scriptures, they're not talking about the New Testament. They didn't have the New Testament. The New Testament wasn't compiled, sorry, till years later and a piece together so what they had what they read in the synagogue when they were all meeting on the sabbaths what they read together was actually the scriptures which was the old testament so somewhere along the way i can say specifically where (laughs) but early on in our early days of being part or when the rcc Uh, the Catholic Church took over. Um, Ignatius was one of the big people that really, really was disgusted by the Jews, including the Jewish Christians. And we know in Acts, like Jews were coming to the gospel every day, like this was happening and there was a huge movement and it was amazing. But, you know, a couple hundred years later when Ignatius was there and this kind of thing was still happening, he did not like the Jews. And so in the beginning of kind of setting up the Catholic Church, there was a huge sever between the Old Testament and the New Testament. And he really worked, like really worked to um, dismiss all things that were jewish as like we don't need this this is gross don't do this and so those kind of teachings actually still are creeping into our churches today as we hear words like the law or commandments and cringe like that's (laughs) that's how long it's lasted and a lot of that comes from him in the early days of the roman catholic church and trying to remove any jewishness of christianity now we know that we're grafted in to the house of israel so why would we cut off our roots like that why would we cut off our history like that that is not what should be happening so we look into second timothy 3 verse 16 all scripture is given by inspiration of god and is profitable for doctrine for reproof for correction for instruction and righteousness and righteousness actually like is equivalent to following the law like that that is what righteousness is is walking in the law um and then just a footnote here all scripture is profitable for instruction in righteousness when Paul wrote this so this is Paul when he wrote this the only scripture they really had was the Old Testament he is saying that the Old Testament ie the law and the prophets are good for instruction and instruction in righteousness we learn how to walk in righteousness from the law so Paul actually taught about keeping the law quite a lot but in veiled terms There's another reason we need to know the Old Testament. This is another reason why we need to know the Old Testament before we study Paul. So that is key, is when they're hearing these things in Romans, he actually talks about he is talking to people that know the law, that know the law and the prophets. So they would have known, they would have studied, they would have likely memorized so when we read these things without knowing the history and the old testament um, we are not going to interpret it correctly and this has unfortunately created I think I feel a lot of incorrect doctrine in our churches as we um, as you actually look at Paul and look at what the churches teach it is a version of Paulism, Paulism, yeah, Um, where we're actually following Paul and the way we interpret it more than even, I dare say, because this is a scary, bold statement to say, but more than even Jesus, like we really take Paul's words to heart. But unfortunately, I think some of what we're taking to heart might be misinterpreted because we don't know roots we don't know the old testament um i even challenge you to to read through it read through exodus 20 to 23 and you're going to understand a little bit more about this these commands that i'm talking about and you know what they're so good because they are they're all about loving your neighbor and loving god and there's so much promise in them like like, God promises so much when his people follow the law. And it's it's actually so beautiful. So when they talk about the law being good and beautiful, like, there's a reason because it actually is. And somehow along the way, we've forgotten to learn it or read it. And we've taught that it's old or legalistic. So as we go ahead, let me let me just enforce that I we are justified through christ so we are saved by grace through christ we are not saved by the law in any means and but the law like i talked about in my past like the last episode number four the law is what we naturally do when we love god so following his commands are what we naturally do according to the Holy Spirit that he's given us when we love God. So yes, we're saved by grace, not through the law. However, as we proceed forward in in our lives with Christ, we're going to naturally follow his commands because we love him. And that's obedience and that's good. So hear me when I talk about the law. I'm not talking about any kind of legalism or that it's going to save you or that it's going to get you to heaven or that if you don't obey it you're not going to go to heaven like that is not any of this um let's just clarify here there are times when paul does indeed appear to teach against the law galatians is actually a prime example of that the thing is there's a big difference between justification and sanctification See, Justification is the thing that we receive the moment we accept Christ. We accept his sacrifice for our sins and we enter into covenant with him, accepting him as our Lord and Savior and submitting to his will. No amount of keeping the law can forgive you from your sins. Only Christ can do that. Only faith in Christ can justify us. However, this is not to be confused with sanctification. Sanctification is a lifelong process of, where we become more and more like Christ and walk more in step with how he walked. Sanctification is the process of line upon line, precept upon precept, having his laws written on our hearts. Sanctification never stops. So as as we proceed, please keep that in heart because I love God. I love his commands. I. definitely passionate about learning these things that i feel like i never learned but we are not saved through the law and that is very very much what paul is addressing in romans so let's just talk about um (laughs) just a little bit from second peter so we know peter paul And Peter actually warns us about some of the words that Paul says might be confusing and may actually um, be misinterpreted and used in wrong ways. So let's just take a look at that to continue our foundation here and then we'll move on. So 2 Peter 3 verse 14. There are some things in them that are hard to understand, which the ignorant and unstable twist to their own destruction, as they do other scriptures. You, therefore, beloved, knowing this beforehand, take care that you are not carried away with the error of lawless people and lose your own stability, but grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, to be to him be the glory both now and now and to the day of eternity amen so he is warning us that if we don't know the scriptures if we don't know um the context who he's talking to what he's talking about even like even we can get tripped up on different idioms and sayings of the day that we don't know then we can easily twist and um and it's going to lead to our destruction so that is as in my opinion a very serious warning and one that we have to take heed as we unpack some of the confusing or more confusing things about paul because we are very limited we don't know greek we don't know hebrew um, I know that I've read through the Old Testament a few times but definitely before all this I it was like I knew the stories really well I did I did learn about the temple but without knowing that history that those scriptures that they would have known um we can venture down a dangerous path okay so let's touch on Romans And I think that that is where we'll conclude for today. Um, I love Romans. Romans is so good. And I would love to continue talking about it because he is talking about the hope and the grace that we have and the freedom from sin that we have through Christ. Um, I know I've heard lots of sermons kind of twisting his words in Romans 7. And the struggles that he talks about but if you read them and understand that he's talking about the struggles of being under the law of sin um, you'll realize that he is not maybe saying some of the things that we've been taught (laughs) so where do we start so I'm kind of in six so realize that he is talking to people that know and understand the law so that's first And then also understand when he talks about words of the law, he is not differentiating. And so that's where sometimes it might be helpful to look through some of the other versions. I also have a version that's called the Complete Jewish Bible, and it uses the Hebrew names. But it seems to differentiate a little bit more between when Paul is talking about the the law of legalism versus god's law and the torah um and yeah in seven he says surely you know brothers from speaking to those who understand the torah so as we unpack this we should probably understand it just saying um in romans six so this is one that A lot of people will quote it they'll say romans 6 verse 14 for sin will have no dominion over you since you are not under the law but under grace and if you look at it into in the complete Jewish Bible so this Bible is translated directly from the Hebrew and Greek it is not whereas most English versions we have nowadays are have been translated from the latin vulgate so through first the roman catholic church then they made the latin vulgate and then that's where the new king james got translated from so that's where it's being translated from not from the original hebrew and greek language so for sin will not will have no dominion over you since you are not under the law but under grace so we realize that think okay well we're not under the law anymore right God Jesus came to abolish it which we've already debunked he said he did not come to abolish it and that but he came to fulfill it and then we read different scriptures about or hear different things well he nailed it to the cross we're no longer under it we're under grace Um, but let's take a look at the complete Jewish Bible version for sin will not have authority over you So that's amazing. Um, That's what we should be hung up on. For sin will not have authority over you because you are not under legalism but under grace. So it is not the legalism. So the, the legalism is enforcing these things to be justified, to be saved. We're not under that, we are under grace. Um, and he, he says here, this is a beautiful version of it. To sum it up with my mind, I'm a slave of God's, God's Torah. But with my old nature, I am a slave to sin's Torah. So the law of sin. So he's saying that I'm under God's law, no longer under sin's law. And that's what happens when we, um, we give our lives to Christ, right? And I just wanna take a minute to just unpack that because it is so good and it's something that skimmed over so much. Let me just read Romans seven and I'll kind of discuss it a little bit because, and I don't even know that I'll do justice to it because we need to realize the freedom that we have and it's not a freedom to do whatever the heck we want. It is not a freedom to um, interpret what we think loving our neighbor looks like, because that's going to look so different depending on the person. It's not a freedom to just keep sinning either. Like that is not the freedom that Christ died for. He freed us from the law of sin and death, and the curse that comes from that. That we we die when we against the law right and oh it's so good so let me just read so the law so he's saying here he's confirming this is paul so the law is holy and the commandment is holy and righteous and good did that which is good then bring death to me so is it the law that caused death by no means it was sin producing death in me that through what is good in order that sin might be shown to be sin and through the commandment might be shown might become sinful beyond measure so he's saying that through the law and through understanding and learning the law he learned what sin is without the law we don't know what sin is so that's what i'm saying is that you can interpret it and do whatever you want and just save these things that you feel and think But the law is actually what shows us what sin is. That's God's law. Sorry, specify. (laughs) For we know that the law is spiritual, but I am of the flesh, sold under sin. For I do not understand my own actions. For I do not do what I want, but I do the very thing I hate. Now if I do what I do not want, I agree with the law that it is good. So now it is no longer I who do it, but the sin that dwells in me. So he's relating to the sinful nature and the struggle when he learned the law. He wants to do the law, but he's still sinning because he's still under the sinful nature. He is talking past. For I know that nothing good dwells in me that is in my flesh. For I have the desire to do what is right, but but not the ability to carry it out. For I do not do the good that I want, but the evil I do not want is what I keep on doing. Now, if I do what i do not want it is no longer i who do it but the sin that dwells in me so i find that to be a law which (laughs) that when i want to do right evil lies close at hand for i delight in the law of god in my inner being but i see my members in my members another law waging war against the law of my mind and making me captive to the law of sin that dwells in my members wretched man that i am who will deliver me from this body of death? So he is relating to I'm under the law, I'm under sin, I keep sinning, I keep doing all these bad things, I know the law that it's good, but how do I keep <laughs> how do I keep following God's commands? Wretched man that I am, who will deliver me? So he's talking about this turmoil, but somehow. And I've heard this many times in my life, somehow we turn this inner struggle into a sermon of how we can relate to Paul. And if we're relating to this part of Paul, that means that the spirit is not in effect in our lives because he is talking about life before the spirit. Let that sink in. (laughs) I don't know if that's as powerful for you as it was for me when I learned it, but that is hugely powerful. He is talking about the struggle before he had the spirit, who will deliver me from this body of death? Death. Thanks be to God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then, I myself serve the law of God with my mind, but with my flesh I serve the law. So, that's that's his struggle. So now Jesus Christ comes and he walks in the door. So there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus for the law of the spirit of life has set you free in Christ Jesus from the law of sin and death for God has not has for God has done what the law weakened by the flesh so the law was perfect but the flesh was not could not do by sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin he condemned sin in the flesh in order that the righteous requirement of the law might be performed be- might be fulfilled in us who walk not according to the flesh but according to the spirit and that is why he came is because there was a struggle and we just we couldn't we couldn't do it on our own and god saw that so he sent his son so the spirit could come and live and dwell in us and show us what it means to be righteous what it means to walk in his commands what it means to be sanctified and it's so beautiful the whole purpose of the spirit is to write the laws of God on our hearts it's so good and I just yeah want to reiterate because he's talking about what then are we to sin because we are not under the law but under grace by no means So that is what, that is the struggle, is that, okay, we're under grace. So we can do whatever we want by no means. No, grace isn't only the forgiveness of sins. Sorry, grace isn't only the forgiveness of sins. It is the divine empowerment according to the Spirit to help us to keep from sinning. Thus, the Spirit is given to write the law of Yah on our hearts of law of god on our hearts that's what it means to be under grace it's so beautiful so as we walk with the spirit he's going to write it on our hearts and we will we will follow his commands because the spirit inside us guides us towards that. so if we're listening to god if we're listening to the spirit it's going to be natural it's going to come naturally And as we walk more and more towards sanctification, the things that used to pull us will, will start to disgust us. And we won't be able to walk in those ways according to the sinful nature anymore. Beautiful. We are free. Walk in that freedom that Christ has paid for. All blessings, and we will pick this up again, hopefully next week. Love you.